Hey guys, and welcome to the Hoopjack Podcast Series. You know us, you love us. We're back for another exciting episode. So much to talk about in the NBA, as well as college hoops, and even our one-on-one hooper profile. And this one's going to be a good one, so just be on the lookout for it. For it. But for now, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Chris Farmstead. If you don't know, you should already if you've been tuning in. And coming back after having some technical difficulties with over the last week, uh, my wonderful co-host, Jacob, I can't believe it's not Butter Atkins. Jake, how are you doing? I'm hanging in, man. How are you? Doing good. Still can't believe it's Monday. And, you know, having those technical problems is a nightmare. Yeah, I can't believe it was just uh, as simple as switching the web browser. <laughs> it was that simple. It's like we've we've become old geezers because we can't fix a simple technological problem. It happens sometimes. It but does. Got it fixed now. Yep. So we're going to get right into it. I know you guys are ready to get into it. We're going to get right into it with our This Day in History. Jake, what was so important on this day? So today, the first thing we've got, um, back in 2019, whenever James Harden was having that incredible run with Houston, he hung 54 over the Magic in a 23-point victory. And then the year before, he hung 50 on the Lakers. And that one was a 15-point win. We had Hakeem Olajuwon, also for the Houston Rockets, blocked 10 shots. Um, the Nuggets set the record for most points allowed in a game in a two-point loss, giving up 186 points. Gosh. And so also many. that game set the record for most points combined in a game with 370. Mm-hmm. And then way back in 1961, Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor both dropped 52. That's and that's going to do it for this day. That's crazy that, you know, the numbers were put up by both points and blocks. Even by an opposing team, you said 182? 186 to 184 was that game. It Gosh. was December 13th, 1983. And the, the Bad Boys Pistons were, the, were on that 186. 184 team. So we, we had Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer. Um, that would be the only two from like the bad boys core. Isaiah Thomas played 52 minutes. Wow, that's crazy. How many overtimes did this go? Three, had to... three overtimes. Okay. And then for the Nuggets, they had Alex English, I believe Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. Kiki Vandaway, uh, another name. But yeah, 186 to 184. That's crazy. So that's it for our This Day in History. We're going to go straight right into the NBA. And it was breaking news today. Yes, I said breaking news. Usually Jake has the breaking news. This time I do. And it's that the Bulls are postponing two future games against i believe it was the them versus the it was the pistons and i believe it was the yeah the pistons 
and their matchup with the Raptors. So two future games. They on Tuesday the 14th and on Thursday the 16th. So with those guys being in protocol, I mean that's what that you, they had nine players. It's basically more than half their team. Ten players now. Ten players under protocol. The, do you think the league should have postponed their games or no, have them play on? They should be losses. I mean, if they don't have enough to, to fill a roster, that's a loss. Yeah, because postponing is just, you know... So they they have 19 people on their active roster. <laughs> Counting two-way contracts, they've got 19 people. They've got nine people, which is more than enough to play a game. They need to just play the game. If because they I'm lose, sure. they lose. If they win, they win. Because I'm sure you can bring up guys for a 10-day contract from the G League. Yeah. There's and plenty of guys sitting at home on the couch who would come play on a 10-day. I would totally... You and I could would definitely join for that kind of money. I'd sit on the bench yeah. just to sit there. But they have nine guys who can play. <laughs> so yeah. why why are we rescheduling games just because... You have, enough for, you have enough for a full roster and everything else. Their core... I mean, two of their core. I mean, Lonzo is able to play... But DeRozan and Levine are out. That like, why are we rescheduling games just because two of the two of the best players on the team are out? You shouldn't. You should just play it how it is. Yeah, just play if it because any because you go in with that 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 mindset, you're you're bound to lose. You have that, that means you have zero trust in the rest of your team as not only a coach but as an owner. Yeah, I think it's a bad look. It's a bad look on the league too. Because what would happen if you know? LeBron and AD were out because of COVID. Would you like, would you postpone that game? What's to stop anybody from having a having their players test and have team doctors fake the results? What's to stop that from happening to to give Zion Williamson more time to rehab without their record getting worse? Exactly. It just diminishes, you know. The one in the trust, and two, you know, the loophole now that teams could use to just say, you know, our players are out. Yeah, you got to need a. We can postpone it. No, just play through it. You do this in any other sport, you know? Would would the Buccaneers play if Tom Brady was under COVID? Yes, he still had a backup quarterback. The league made the Packers play. When Aaron Rodgers was in COVID protocol, like different leagues, I get it, have different rules. But when you still have enough to field a team, it's either a forfeit or you play. Yeah, that's it. But uh, it's just a bad look. Yeah, it's a really the, bad look. On that. <laughs> um, also, uh, really quick, and I know we missed this. I mentioned this last week. You were here. Um, Steve Kerr is finalizing the deal to be the next Olympic coach, taking well over, deserved. taking over Popovich's role. Um, I believe it's a good fit for the team. I mean, he's rightfully earned it, and I think it would be nice for him to win a gold medal. I just hope he he at least can put a team together that performs from start to finish. I know Pop had some struggles last year in the with the FIBA tournament and then he had some struggles this year in the pool play so I'd like to see Steve Kerr get back to winning every game 
I think we also took the fact that we didn't actually take it seriously. And we were, and, and like the rules were, you know, NBA players were like trying to call for fouls and trying to get their way. And it's like, nah, they've been playing like that, like those rules for a while, like the FIBA rules. And I, I think the way the NBA is going this year, it'll be easier for them to adapt because of the level of physicality that we're seeing now. Yeah, it will be. Uh, also, uh, so heading into the week, we have some good games, uh, a good one tonight. We have Heat versus Cavs, a little, you know, middle of the pack matchup in the East. Um, Heat looking, so your take on the Heat right now, you know, Bam Adebayo's out. Yeah, they just need So it's healthy. a struggle. You know, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, even Duncan Roberts, they're doing the best that they can. Kyle Lowry as well. Um, what's your take on where they could finish this year? If Adebayo comes back healthy, I, th- I think they could realistically finish second in in the conference behind Mil- or not Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have Adebayo and, I mean could get pretty bad so hopefully he'll come back i mean they're 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 playing well against the top tier teams like they just had a win over milwaukee just had a win over chicago (laughs) yeah they've got win they're they're winning i mean they've got wins over utah in the last month they've got a win over utah milwaukee and chicago that's three of the top teams in the league so I think they'll be okay, but they really need Adebayo to come back. Yeah. And the schedule is pretty favorable for them going forward. They've got Cleveland. That that could be an easy win. <laughs> they've got Philly. They've got Orlando. That's an easy win. Detroit should be an easy win. Indiana should be an easy win. They play Detroit again, then Orlando again. So, they, I mean, they through the end of the calendar year, they've got m- way more easy wins than what they have tough games. They should be fine. Yeah, I agree with that. So look at it as well through games throughout the week. That one was a big one tonight. Um, you know, I also see Tuesday, you know, it's kind of middle of the road or even a good team versus a bad team. Um, and then looking at Wednesday, and in my opinion, I think ESPN needs to move the Laker Maverick game to the Heat 76ers game. Because those are actually two teams that are, you know, doing decent. You said that's for Wednesday? That's for Wednesday. The 7.30 game, Lakers-Mavericks. Yeah. They have the first ESPN game. Clippers-Jazz have the next uh, ESPN game. I would move game. that Clippers-Jazz game. You, you, there, there's got to be somebody better you can put on. I, I would put one of those games on Grizzlies Trailblazers. That's what I'm thinking, Grizzlies Trailblazers, because I, I would move it Paul to George like Heat seventy six. I'd move it to like Heat seventy sixers. You know, you could even move it. I mean, right here it's a, a matchup of the worst. You have Pelicans versus Thunder. Why not? Yeah. Why not just highlight them? You know, see which one can battle it out, get to their ninth win. I mean, um, Paul George isn't isn't playing right now, so this should be a, a cakewalk for the Jazz. You could probably get a more competitive game on TV. So, not to be mean on you know the Pelicans right now, um, I think Zion needs to sign up for defensive tackle. He needs to sign up for just about he, every he, weight he loss needs, program. He needs you know 
slim fast. He needs. Yeah, he needs that slim fast. Like Nutrisystem. He needs, you know. Those magic those, pills that make you lose 40 pounds in 40 days. He needs that he Richard needs that. Simmons workout take. Yeah. You know, he needs something. That man, coming into the league, what? He was 200. And I believe he was 250. Like yeah. 250 coming into the league. Right now, he is weighing in at 330 pounds. That is a man who either doesn't know what to do while out and not training while he's out, but he's also eating way too much of that New Orleans food. Like, I love gum, I love the food in New Orleans, but man, you don't work out after eating all that. You're going to end up as round as the earth and they they said that his mri on his foot showed regression not um not slow progress <laughs> they're seeing regression and so it's he's probably gonna get surgery on it and if he gets surgery on it he's out for the year which he should be if he's not back now he probably should be out for the year. i would anyway. just take i would take their the season's year. over I would, their season's over. Okay, they're eight and twenty-one right now. No, not even close to even a play-in spot. I would take the year off, figure out a weight, weight, you know, regimen, could portion control. That's it. Yeah, it's portion control. control. It's portion control, and go to the pool and work on building up your legs. MJ did it when he broke his foot. He went back. One, he went back to college, and started working out. You know, he worked on going to the pool and working slowly to kind of rebuild it back up. But it's Fine. almost like Zion's not doing anything, which I, I know he's limited on what he can do. But you got to think even just portion control, <laughs> a good diet and just like walking, you'd think he should at least be able to maintain weight. I mean, you would think you would know that you're in the league. It's not like... This isn't a freshman 15. Yeah. This is like a... This is almost 100 pounds. This is nearly 100 pounds. That's that's In a lot. a few months. That's a lot. You know, considering the fact... Wasn't he rookie of the year? No, he did not play enough to get rookie of the year. They gave it to Ja. That's right. Ja Morant did win rookie of the year. But at the same time, Zion just needs portion control like weight control and, and shame on the on the training staff <laughs> for letting this happen yeah because that man looks like an offensive tackle he, he should be playing a different sport close to playing basketball no he's ready to play some football i'll put i'd put him on that d-line and i would put him on that i'd put him on that d-line and harvey or even o-line and protect the quarterback But moving along, uh, college hoops. Uh, first, we'll quickly talk about uh, women's hoops. Uh, you and I had talked about it. You know, Paige Buecher's out. Um, our stance on the one and done for women has, you know, I'm still, you know, if they're good enough, they're like, you know, it's like some of the most recent talent that, you know, has come through the women's college basketball world. I'd say why not? And I've heard mixed feelings from others saying they need to stay the four years. They could stay three, at least minimum three. But, I mean, shouldn't we give 
the women's hoops hoopers the opportunity to just you know go out and try you know if they succeed they succeed if they fail they fail but they're at least starting to make money yeah they need to be given the same opportunity to provide for themselves as the men are because you there's no there's no male ncaa athlete who's staying four years (laughs) if he doesn't have to right and look Uh, look what happened to Paige beckers 100 percent. that is the fault of the wnba for not allowing her to leave college after her freshman year and now she has a broken leg so i read an article on you know the wnba um during their cba talks it did come up as a discussion but because it was not a high priority at that time for the wnba they're waiting it out but the current collective bargaining agreement runs until 2027 for a debate to even be Jesus. considered again so that's another when did they re re-up the cba they redid it they redid it this year and it wasn't it was this year a vocal and point? it was it was it was a vote it was a vocal point but it was not a high enough vocal point for it to be a legitimate let's you know thoroughly see what could happen that's a shame it was not one of the top you know bullet points that's a shame and ironically enough sue bird is on the union executive council for it so because even i felt sue bird could have gone pro after you know opportunity at one year usually i would i would say the best player on (laughs) uconn could go pro any given year you go like uconn you go south carolina you go baylor you go one of the top schools who routinely makes it to even the the elite eight or even the final four those are those are girls and women that you know i feel could have that opportunity if they're even if they're like sophomores or juniors, they should have, they can have that opportunity. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at an article right now. The lowest U- UConn women's basketball is sitting number seven right now. That Gosh. is the lowest that they've been in like 15 years. But yeah. 15 so years low. they've been one of the top seven teams in the country. Remember when they had that, you know, what? Like a hundred games? Some- it was like a hundred and something game win streak. Won like four straight national titles. Sue Bird won a national title for four years in the in in, in at UConn. Wasn't even close. So this says women UConn women's basketball team holds the record for longest home winning streak at ninety nine games, and the longest active winning streak at ninety four games. Did they not? Oh, they they had one hundred eleven. Yeah, 111, yeah, 111. It was snapped when they lost to, I believe South it was Carolina? South Carolina. It was South Carolina. I think it was South Carolina. It was either South Carolina or Mississippi State. <coughs> but they lost to. I know it was one of those two big schools. But. No, it was Mississippi State. Yeah, I thought it was Mississippi State. In the final four. 64 overtime win. Yeah, it did. It came down to a buzzer beater. I remember that because Dak Prescott was in the stands, happy as ever, cheering on Mississippi State. I remember that game. That was a big game too. 
for that streak to end. But 111 games, that's what, four seasons, four and a half seasons? And so here's some interesting stats on that. They went 867 (laughs) days between losses. They had 108 double-digit wins, 81 wins while ranked number one, 80 consecutive wins in their conference. Their largest margin of victory was 65. They had 61 victories by at least 40 points. They had 38 consecutive road wins, beat 29 ranked teams, 23 more wins than the men's win streak, Uh two national titles. I thought they had more national titles than that. uh, This one says two. They reached 10 Final Fours from... Wait... 10 consecutive Final Fours and won four straight championships. So Yeah, yeah that's they what won I thought. Four they won four straight. And then the least amount of points that they allowed in a quarter was two. That was the least amount? Gosh. Yeah. I'm, uh, two points. SMU. Think, but, think, but, <laughs> but think about this. That means that team, over the course of those four years, every single one of them could have gone to the WBA after one year. Yeah, probably. After one year, it wouldn't have even been close. It could have started making money. And this is before the NIL. Think about this. Imagine if the NIL had hit back then. Bro, they would have been making dollars. I'm talking hundreds of thousands, so close to a million dollars. On that team, just the names that I know that could have gone pro, uh, Bria Hartley, yeah. Brianna Stewart. Uh-huh. Super. And... Subert was not on that 2012 team. No, but she was a part of that. 2013-14, we could have had. No, she wasn't on that one either. She had to have been on one of those. Or was it earlier? She was probably earlier. See, we had. Oh, I don't know anybody off of this team. And then the last year of their winning streak, 15-16, they had really just Brianna Stewart. Yeah. I think Sue Bird was before that time. Because you think about it, she's had a she had a long career in the in the WNBA. Oh yeah, she's been there for a minute. And I know she's won national titles. And I say that with a plural, national titles. Um, so moving on to the men's side, Purdue went down to a last second shot by Rutgers. I don't think so, anybody was surprised that they lost. I think, I mean, no, it but was kind I, of a joke that they were ranked number one, but now Baylor is and rightfully earned number one after they should have been from the very beginning. We have Duke at number two, Purdue dropped to three. UCLA and Gonzaga stayed stagnant at four and five. Alabama has moved up three spots to number six. Kansas at seven. Arizona at eight. Villanova dropped three spots to nine. And UCLA moved up six spots to get to the 10th seed at 10 and 0. They're sitting at 10 and 0. But again, it's who they played. But out of that top 10, who are you surprised to see? I'm trying to 
find the list here. I'm looking at the rankings, the AP on ESPN, the AP top 25. Yes. P- <laughs> and then also sitting, you know, the top 25, we have Iowa State at 11, Michigan State at 12, Auburn at 13, Houston at 14, Ohio State at 15, Seton Hall at 16. Texas at 17, Tennessee at 18, LSU at 19, and UConn round, rounds off the top 20. You know, I'm honestly the most surprised that Nova is still in the top 10. At 7 and 3, they're ahead of 10 and 0 Iowa State, 9 and 2 Michigan State, 8 and 1 Auburn, 9 and 1 Seton Hall, 9 and 0 LSU, 9 and 2 UConn. And they're ahead of 10 and 0 10 and 0 USC. USC sitting at 10 and 0. Like you've got a three loss team sitting in the top 10 when you've got like five, one, or no loss teams. Yeah, I think waiting Nova, Nova needs to be brought back down to like 24. And finally, West Virginia is getting votes for the top 25. Oh, that must be nice. It, it, it only took them nine and one. Yeah. They, they Wait, hold, hold, hold on. Where I'm looking at this right, Colorado State is in the top 25. How? They're sitting oh, at they're 10, 10 and 0. 0. Yeah, they're 10 and 0. But who have they played? I mean, they played. They beaten Creighton. They beat Northeast Northeastern. They beat Bradley. They've beaten nobody. They beat, they beat Oral Roberts. They beat Mississippi State. This team is in the top 25. But West Virginia is just now getting votes. Well, the t- the next competition is to, uh, next the 21st. They play at number six, Alabama, which will be a good test to see where they're at. Uh, Kentucky's at 21. And their losses were to Notre Dame and Duke, which are understandable. But even Notre Dame's not even in the top 25. I don't even think they're getting votes. They are not. I mean, we, we've not really played anybody that good, but we do have a win over UConn, top 15 team. I want to see Alabama. Alabama did beat Gonzaga, which I could understand. They went from that week, they went from 16 to 9. And then they beat Houston. Going from nine to six. They do have at the end of December, it'll be, I guess, number 23, Colorado State, and number 18, Tennessee. We've got Texas Tech in the top 25 at seven and one. They've beaten one ranked team and lost to Providence. They did lose to Providence. And they're in the top 25. I don't know how. These As, rankings are so weird. These rankings are not. This reminds me of like when, like, uh, when they used to do the BCS standings. When they still do the BCS standings, mm-hmm. it's just like how how do you come up with these numbers? Like, who's peddling these numbers? Because right now, I think the fact that Alabama beat Georgia, but Alabama's ranked number one. Right, and they were ranked number what three? Yeah, they they I think they're they're ranked number two. I think they're ranked know. two or three, and then they beat number one. 
that's an interesting, you know. Let me let me look at this. Let me let me look at this. So week, what are the week eight? Oh no, week. It'll be in week. No, when, week when they 15. beat. It'd have been week. Yeah. Fourteen. Because you're right, it'd have been week fourteen. So they were three. Georgia was one. Michigan was two, and Cincinnati was four. I'm surprised. And then the next week it switched. I'm not surprised that it switched. I'm not either, but it, it, it messes with my head a lot. When if the number three beats the number <laughs> one and the number two what would the number two beat? Whoa, they beat numbers it? it was Ohio State. They were numbers they were top. Yeah, they were I mean, to me three beating one says more than two beating someone they should beat. They were number six. Yeah, three yeah. over one means more to me than two versus six. Yeah. But we're going to take a short break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with former professional basketball player Drexler Clark. So stay tuned. Welcome back, Hoopjack fans. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest. He played for Belmont Abbey as well as overseas for the Bradford Dragons. We have Mr. Drexler Clark. Mr. Clark, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So when you started, uh, you know, your basketball journey, you started playing in North Carolina. Uh, did you start playing when you were in Davidson or when you went to high school out near Cornelius, North Carolina? Yeah, so basically when I went to high school, um, I went to high school at a school called North Mech High School, which is where I really started the love for the game, if I want to say that. Um so my freshman year is when I when I really took basketball serious. Then I transferred over to a school um, in Lake Norman area, which is kind of closer to my house in Davidson, uh, a school called Huff High School, um, and that's where I spent my last three seasons in high school um, at. And uh, we had a great great run my senior year, um, and that's kind of where where I ended it off at in high school. So. Talk to me about your time at, uh, it was called Huff High School, correct? Yep, that's correct. So what was kind of the chemistry like playing with that team? And then how did, were you able to kind of grow as not only a basketball player, but as an individual? Well, first off, my first uh, season, which was my sophomore season, um, I didn't play much at all. I played behind a few seniors um, and juniors, obviously. Um, So my first year, playing at Huff was actually tough. It was a learning curve for me. Um, that was my first season on varsity too as well. Um, so backpacking on that my junior and sophomore year, that's kind of where um, all of my friends and the guys that I hung out with all the time, that's kind of where our chemistry just built, just off the court, not on the court as well, but off the court, uh, hanging out and stuff like that. So um, my junior and senior year is definitely the two best years that I had there at Huff. Um, and I got some best friends that I still talk to to this day. Um, Jaquez Jackson was one of the best players that I've played with that could shoot the ball. Um, obviously, um, Luke May, I know a lot of people know about Luke May. He played basketball at UNC and still playing currently. He's playing professionally. Uh, still one of my good buddies as well. And I had a lot of other guys that the list can go on that I have met at my time at Huff. 
Um, but yeah, just, and then, you know, the coaching staff that I had too, as well, um, we had a young coach, but he related to us as well. Um, so he kind of kept us grounded. Um, he went through the whole process as well as being a, you know, a young player coming into high school and you know, learning curve, not playing much to become a, becoming a starter and a role player on his team. And so it's, it's kind of built me, um, built me up to be the man that I am today, learning, um, obviously an adversity going through adversity, um, which kind of shaped me out to be the man that I am today. So, And that's good to hear that you were close with your teammates, the coaching staff, and that you grew to the player that you were able to become. And right, yeah. talk to me about uh, your decision to play at uh, Belmont Abbey. Well, Belmont Abbey was one of the only schools that really gave me a chance, I'll be honest with you. Um, I had a bunch of interest. Um, some D1 interest, D2 interest, D3 interest, kind of all, you know, just kind of not pulling the trigger on me. Um, then a coach called Martin Unger reached out to me on Twitter, actually. <laughs> um, he DM'd me, and, you know, that that was kind of like – it was. It, he made it personal, so that's kind of when I – you know, that was my deciding factor, I'll be honest with you. And last – I mean, it's close to home. Um you know, my, some of my family could come see me play. Uh, my friends could come see me play. Um, with that being said, is Belmont Abbey was a small school. Um, I didn't want to go to a Division One school where it was too big and where I felt like I was, you know, not wanted there, to be honest with you. Uh, you so wanted to D2, make a difference at a smaller school. Exactly, exactly. So the D1 school, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to make a difference or uh, make a mark there and leave a mark there, if I want to say that. Um, so with Belmont Abbey, like I said, the coaching, the coaching staff was there. They, they welcomed me with open arms. They, they met my family and, um, my family liked them and enjoyed them. So that was kind of like the biggest factor with Belmont Abbey. I'll be honest with you. Okay. And then you stayed there all four years. You got your degree from Belmont Abbey. And then how long afterwards after that did you get that call for the opportunity to play overseas for the Bradford Dragons? And this is probably one of the, the, the hardest parts of my basketball journey, honestly. So after my senior year, um, my senior year, I had a coaching change. So um, I actually had a new coach that, you know, was really big into the basketball world. He coached at Iowa, um, played at Notre Dame. His name is Billy Taylor, who's actually currently at Iowa right now in the Iowa um on the Iowa coaching staff as an assistant. So he was very connected in the basketball world. So he actually, I didn't have any plans to play professionally because I didn't think I was good enough, nor did I think that, you know, I was big enough and all that stuff like that. You know how it is for smaller guys. But with that being said is he basically molded my game to become a professional point guard and overseas and however far I wanted to take it. But obviously I got the call from the Bradford Jack, the Bradford Dragons in England. Um, so I honestly waited about six or seven months after my senior year to actually get something rolling. <laughs> so um, I could say like I, I wasn't, I was just working out and I was just, you know, watching a lot of film and, you know, breaking down film and sending my film out as much as I could. And I got an agency that, you know, kind of helped help me out too, that my coach at Belmont Abbey actually hooked me up with. So it was, that was connect. That was a connecting factor to me playing professionally too, as well, because I knew the agent personally, it wasn't just a guy that I would just email and 
call. I actually saw him face to face. So that's some good stuff. And, but yeah, that, I, I waited for about six months, man, just to try to get something rolling. Nobody was, like I said, it was just like a, the whole college process and high school process over and over again, like just coming through adversity, man. So I got lucky and they took a chance on me. And you got that call to get that opportunity to go overseas. And so talk to me about uh, life. As, what was it like playing for them? And then do you still currently trying to pursue an overseas career? Or are you kind of finding a different route in the basketball world? Right. So playing overseas is probably one of the best experiences that I had. Um, obviously, being away from home and, you know, kind of being on my own and having to learn how to live on my own in a whole nother country with no family around, no no friends really until I met my teammates. But um, but yeah, that was one of the hardest parts about it. But the basketball side of things, I loved it. I enjoyed it. My teammates were a joy to play with. I actually still talk to half my teammates in England till this day. Um, so, I mean, England, England was wonderful. And then the language barrier wasn't, it wasn't a different, they obviously speak English. So, I mm-hmm. mean, everything else was normalized for me going over to England. It was just the only thing to where I was just away from my family and friends and my girlfriend and who she, I mean, my girlfriend supported me while I was there. Um, so did my mom and my dad and everybody else like that. So, um, and yeah, and then I'd say, Halfway through my, like more than halfway through my season, I got very, like, it was just, a, it just became too much of a job. Um, so with that being said, is like, I was literally playing basketball from sunup to sundown. Like, so it kind of took a toll on my body. Um, then I ended up getting hurt. Like once injuries came around, I never had injuries throughout high school, college, whatever. Um, I wasn't playing basketball. So at that point I didn't have anything to get me away from, you know, the, the negative thoughts and, and that I was going through, if that makes sense. So no, I understand. I mean, yeah. 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 So I was kind of just sitting down and watching my teammates play to my, my apartment. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well <laughs> I'm not playing. So, but, um, yeah, that's about it. Honestly. So you had, you know, the experience of playing overseas, you know, I can understand as the concept of, you know, it it, it it is a job because nobody wants to call it a job because, you know, basketball is supposed to be fun. And at right. the end of the day, it's, you know, it is work, but it's it, it's like you said, injuries can happen, you know, when you're not when you're least expecting it. Exactly. And, and I, to piggyback and to piggyback off of that, um, this is, you know, I'm currently not pursuing a pursuing a professional career career anymore at this time. So I was while I was hurt over there. Short story, um, I actually met a kid um, that was I was rehabbing at this center, and I met a kid that was in a gym that was, that was in the rehab center that I was at, and he asked me to train him. And I was like, "Well, I don't really know anything about training because I, you know, at the time I'm just a basketball player." So, um, mm. and then that's when I met this kid, and I actually trained him while I was hurt and injured, and you know that kind of took me away from the negative thoughts about me not playing in the actual game myself, if that makes sense. So this kid actually just kind of inspired me to become a basketball trainer. Um, and at that point I took a lot of thought into it and I 
talked to I talked to some 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 family and some friends and my obviously my college coaches and stuff like that and they said that I should start my own business and become a basketball trainer if I was currently not deciding to play um, and I that's kind of where I took up to become a basketball trainer honestly and start my own start my own business and uh, I do see that you are you know taking you you know it's like a second calling you are taking like you said, a negative and turning it into positive and created Correct. a basketball training company. What's the name of the company? It's called Hoop Jeans. Um, and I have my Instagram is Drex, Drexler Clark B-Ball, but the actual brand name is Hoop Jeans. And I got the name. My girlfriend actually helped me come up with the name. Basically, like, I mean, if you want to call it like basketball DNA, like DNA, basketball's in my, <laughs> like, DNA. Yeah. So, and I just kind of wanted to switch it up, and she just decided that, we came together and was like, well, we should just call it Hoop Jeans. And I was like, it mm. comes off the tongue pretty well. So that's just the name of the company. Um, like I said, I'm on social media too as well. So it works out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like how we came up with how I, how we came up with the name Hoop Jack. Yeah. It, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Dude, just it's, simple, yeah. It was just two syllables, too easy. Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> I do see that you also um, you're a brand ambassador for ProMix Nutrition. Um, yes, sir. So for a long time, and we the reason we kind of have uh, able to have the opportunity to interview a lot of college athletes is because of the NIL. How big of it would have been for you in college, especially you know even all divisions one, two, and three, to have that opportunity for an NIL deal? back oh, back dude. in the day oh dude that would have been insane especially i mean in our, well, while i was in college we i mean i'm not i'm not i can't speak for everybody i'm just speaking for myself but you know college was a struggle financially i'll be honest with you um i mean if i had that opportunity that these kids are having now and these athletes are having now i felt like it would have been you know we had been less stressed to worry about when you know how how much groceries I want to buy next week and stuff like that. So I mean it'd be it would have been huge to have that deal. And like I said, those players can be funded um, without getting in trouble with it. Um, I feel like I mean I think that's a great thing, man. I'll be honest with you. But talk to me about ProMix Nutrition um, that you are a part or that you work with. Uh, what's that? What kind of company do they and people do they focus on? Well, basically, they focus they focus on trainers, athletes. Really, I mean, like I said, it's kind of like a brand like smoothie. So to make it easy, like a brand like Clean Juice. I don't know if you ever heard of Clean Juice where you are, but um, but Clean Juice is supplement based and basically clean eating, a clean workout uh, supplies um, for smoothies and um, bodybuilding, mm -hmm. muscle building, muscle, all that stuff like that. So that's kind of what that is. Uh, and I reached out to them on Instagram, just trying to find some partnerships. And luckily they got back to me and they, they view my content and, and all that stuff that I post on my Instagram. So um, that's kind of how I reached out to them and part with those guys. I see. And that sounds like it's a really good company and really good, you know, oh, yeah. beneficial, not only for, um, you, but also for athletes you are training for and training with that exactly. can build off of that supplement, build off of that nutrition, you know, value with pro. And, and that's what that's the, and that's the main thing that 
they're trying to connect with the athletes. Um, you know, you obviously have to take care of your body, working out um, to be at the t at the best shape possible. But you know, putting bad stuff into your body isn't gonna, you know, make you elite if that's if that's what you're trying to pursue. If that makes sense. So yeah. And my last question to you is, you know, you've been around training athletes, you know, for the last. How long have you been actually? How long have you been doing the basketball training? Uh, so, I, so I literally have only been doing basketball training for about a year and a half. So okay. I'm, I'm just I'm still kicking it off, but yeah, just about a year and a half. So, in your experience, uh, with my last question, what advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? The best advice I can give someone is to stay humble. Um, a lot of these kids right now, um, they get so caught up in, you know, Instagrams and videos and all this. And, you know, they kind of compare themselves to, you know, all these kids that are getting all these views that are ranked. I just say just stay humble and stay grounded and just keep working. Because um, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to have guys that, you know, they're going to be a, a bigger name than you or higher rank, got more offers. But. Um, just stay grounded, stay humble, and just keep working, man. That's the only advice that I can give someone. Um, and it's kind of up to you whether you whether you want to take basketball because I mean it, it is a job, and you have to treat your you have to treat it as your job. So taking care of your body, working out every day, um, that stuff matters, man. But the thing is, man, just stay off, stay 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 humble, stay grounded, and just keep working. That's the three things that I can tell someone. And don't compare yourself to anybody, and stay in your own lane. And just keep working. <laughs> That's some great advice to give to all the hoopers listening out there. Um, but thank you again, uh, Drexler, for taking the time to come on the show. And guys, make sure to check his uh, work with Hoop Jeans, I believe it is. Your, yes, sir. Your brand yes, Hoop my, Jeans. And then my Instagram is at, at Drexler Clark B Ball on Instagram. So you guys can check out my content and I. I want you guys to check out Hoop Jack as well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on here, shared a little bit of my uh, my path. Um, so I appreciate no problem, you guys. man. And anytime we're here to promote, you know, all the hoopers out there in the world, current or former, we just want to hear y'all's story and make sure that we give you the time that you need, give you the time that you deserve. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Drexler for coming out of the show. Make sure to check him out, as well as his basketball academy, as well as his work with ProMix Nutrition. Very healthy stuff, very healthy living. Be sure to check that out. So as you guys know, and I know Jake kind of missed it last week, we have our fun little Dano's Would You Rather segment. And I don't know if Jake listened to the other episode or not. Probably not. I have not listened to <laughs> I'm just messing. So Danos is having some holiday holiday deals this winter. So and some of the holiday deals include running from now up until Christmas. You can get a dollar koozie add-on at checkout. And also now during Christmas, you can get gift cards at $50 or more that are $50 or more are 40% off. So an example would be a $50 gift card would be a total of 30 bucks at checkout. And, That's a dang good deal. And running from now until, actually, from now 
from December 12th until December 19th, there is a free mystery hat with a purchase of a 20-ounce variety pack. So, guys, don't miss out on these Dano's deals. These They're are dang some, good. They are. And I know I'm excited for the new Chipotle spice as well as anybody. I know Jake is. I know he's ready. I'm, I'm probably going to put it on like a brisket or something. I know you probably will. It's, yeah. It even sounds really good right about now. So, uh, now we've... now. Uh, so, our Danos, would you rather? So, my would you rather is, would you rather go to the NFL Pro Bowl or would you rather go to NBA All-Star Weekend? I would rather go to All-Star Weekend. The Pro Bowl is kind of turning into a joke, I think. And the All-Star game is getting back to a more competitive, at least finish with Elam ending. And then you've got the dunk contest, you've got the three-point contest, you've got the skills challenge. So I think it would be more exciting and there's more. Right. Because the NFL has, what, dodgeball and obstacle course and passing accuracies. The ratings speak for themselves and the... The publicity speaks for itself because NBA weekend is televised, national TV. I don't really see a whole lot of people tuning in to watch the uh, passing accuracy challenge. <laughs> That's true. So, and I agree with that. I think All Star uh, NBA All Star Weekend is a lot more fun to watch and be a part of than the Pro Bowl. Um, so, we've now reached our last segment, which. I do have a surprise for you guys, and I haven't even told Jake this, so grab onto your chairs. It's going to be exciting. We have gotten a new ambassador deal with a company called Pure Recover. So, Pure Recover is a massage gun company that accelerates and enhances the repair of muscle fiber by providing rapid bursts of pressure in concentrated short-duration pulses deep into the tissues of the body it's a it's a it's it comes in you know one size it's a mini it's really handheld it's not like one of those big bulky ones that you see people carrying like a suitcase or a lunchbox you know what i mean jake i know what you're talking about yeah i've seen those so this is the mini version so it's very handheld very small you can kind of carry it around with you not in a big case that you normally have but pure recovery mini accelerates and enhances the repair and the flow of blood to different critical areas allowing for pain relief and you know it's gives you pro level treatment it's a handheld deep tissue activation it gives you an enhanced recovery and increased performances don't you wish you kind of wish we had these in college yeah i would have loved to have stuff like that in college so guys the pro the code will be out there use code hoopjack at the end of your purchase for a 10% discount on any items that you buy from Pure Recover. And this is actually a part of our new seven. It's going to be the Pure Recover Mindful Moment where, you know, we, we, we like to, you know, kind of take a deep cleanse after a long day or a long week. You know, our Fridays, you know, oh, that's, dealing with the week. That's perfect. And it's going to be a relaxing kind of vibe session. So... I know, Jake, you know, my, my my pure recover moment is the fact that, you know, we're almost at Christmas break. We're almost at that time for the holidays. And actually, Thursday is going to be my 27th birthday. So well, happy birthday. Feel, makes me feel kind of old. But 
we will be doing an episode on that Friday because I have a lot of work to do on Thursday anyway, so I won't be able to go, you know, do a lot, but early birthday fun. But I think also it's be ready to for the holidays to spend time with loved ones, spend time with family, because really that's all we have right now because a lot of people just there's a lot of toxic energy going around and i don't think and we don't i don't really care for it i know jake really doesn't care for it no but (laughs) i think spending time with family and loved ones is what a lot of us need around the holidays you dig for sure so uh jake did you have a life below it or no i mean just kind of going back off of what what you said is holidays coming it, this this week and next week are going to be like perfect recovery weeks for me. I've got a work outing, quote unquote, on Thursday. It's going to get me out of the office for like over half the day. Uh, I'm going to Top Golf. My dad and my stepmom are coming in on Friday afternoon, and then next week I will be in front of a computer on conference calls all week. I ain't getting up from my desk. Mm-hmm. So these next two weeks are going to be key for me going into the new year. So, and we will keep you guys updated and that's going to be the end of our show. And we will keep you guys updated for future episodes leading up to the holiday and the new year. We're really excited for our, you know, end of the year episode. Hopefully, you know, we will get the opportunity to get, you know, the best of the best on. So be on the lookout for that as well as the start of the new year is a start of more, college athletes coming on talking about their season talking about their lives what they plan to do for the future and also guys make sure to check out hoopjack on instagram underscore hoopjack underscore click on the danos link for and use code hoopjack at the end of your purchase and check out all the great deals they have as well as pure recover to use and use code hoopjack at the end of your purchase for a 10 percent discount on anything you buy from their website as well as donating to the channel if you can support us any way you can we're almost at a thousand hits so hopefully hopefully and thank you guys for supporting us on our journey to getting to a thousand and there's plenty more to come don't be a bystander be a hooper and keep balling peace